0: Let's get to it. This is Sebi Podcast.
1: The Sebi Podcast Radio Show. Streaming only here on WNSC Radio. Crazy, frenzy, maniac, out of this world. And it's it's quite crazy to think how, how the NBA switched from one day to the other. Fresh new faces on a lot of teams. We'll go ahead and dive into it. This W podcast radio show. What is going on? What is going on? Orlando, Central Florida. Our studios here inside WNSC. Myself and my main man. That's right. My main man, Mike. Michael Graves, the product of the Virginia Union. Uh, I know, uh, Mike, that you just got off with uh, Becker and Plugs Radio out there in Virginia. Uh, Tell some of the viewers uh, about that and what you do with him as well.
2: Yes, uh well I I I just came back from the Plugs radio station. They have a, a, a sports sec, a sports radio station out there in all independent media. Um, uh, you know, they have other, other other outlets as well. But for the sports section, you know, we, we go on we go on for an hour every every Monday from six to seven and we talk sports, whatever the current topics are, we're known to get to it. We don't always get to all of the topics that we talk about, because you know it's it's only an hour, and you know once we get to talking about one time, we can go so in depth that we could we miss it. But m- m- most of the most of the time, we get to what we want to do, and you know it's it's a great time. I love being on there with Bex and DJ Chris, and you know it's always great energy, great vibes, and it's great sports convers- conversations.
1: DJ DJ uh Chris and uh Bex, man, that's a funny guy right there, especially DJ Chris. Yep, <laughs> that sure whole camaraderie is, there. Uh, Michael Gray, a jack of all fortunes, right? He can do it all. Sebi podcast host. uh, Also helps uh, Becker as well out there in his hometown as well there, Mike. And we're pleased to have you again, folks. Um, Our opening segment today, guys, is proud and sponsored by Revamp Barbershop. Ricky and the gang. Chandler as well, located on the campus of UCF here in Central Florida. From beards to face to lineups to edge to anything you need. That's right. Revamp Barbershop, the place for you to go to get your nice cuts, your nice edge to be looking like myself and Michael Gray as well <laughs> here on the show. And, Mike, oh, you want to talk about how one day from the NBA we have got fresh faces to a whole nother day. I mean, yesterday was just a total reboot. Uh, you know, I, I – I, I'm 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 in lost for words, Mike. What do you, what, what did you see yesterday?
2: Wow, what I saw yesterday was competition. Competition is back. Like competitive, competitive basketball is back. Like you have so many, so much talent, with so many different teams, and. It's 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 amazing. Like yesterday was a movie watching all these trades. You have yesterday Katie, was a movie. Yeah, you have Katie and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. You have D Russell going to the Warriors. You have Jimmy Butler going to the Heat. It's so many different uh, big time players and marquee free agents going to going to uh, different markets and, and choosing. where finally where they want to go. We're still waiting on Kawhi Leonard to see where he goes. He's he's gonna be the final domino as far as the the marquee free agents mm-hmm. are concerned. But all in all, yesterday was a great day, and I think the competitive balance um not, not only in the west but definitely in the east has uh, has definitely shaped up and been well and it was a it was a great free ag- first day of free agency and i can't wait to see what the rest of the offseason looks like definitely there these guys are finally dictating
1: where they want to go and that yeah. championship edge that competitive edge is starting to come back here in the NBA. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. We're going to start off with the Eastern Conference to you, Mike. Um, same like last week, we're going to go division by uh, division by division. And on the Eastern Conference here, we're going to pick our winners and our losers. And uh, on the Eastern Conference yesterday in free agency, there was a lot of marquee teams, a lot of um, you know middle-of-the-pack teams in the Eastern Conference that made a name for themselves getting – star guys and definitely filled the needs and the holes that they had on their roster. Uh, give us a couple of teams in the Eastern conference that you have your eye on looking on forward this season. And that made a big
2: splash yesterday. Well, I got to start off with, you know, I got to start off with the big, the, the big ticket, you know, up there in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, stand up. Got to go, <laughs> go with Kevin Durant and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. Also DeAndre Jordan as well. You know, this, this 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 move is major, you know. Kyrie Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are probably two of the most skilled players we have in this game today, and the fact that they can come, they came together and, and to join the same team is epic. I re- remember they, it's not it's not like one was forced to come and the other was already there. These are two guys that came together and said, you know what, we can work, we can we can come together as a unit and really make something special. And they're good friends; they wanted to come play together, and it was just special to see. To see that happen, I was I was ecstatic. Those are my two favorite players in the league, so I'm biased, Sebi, and it was, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> well, right? So no more uh, Wizards in DMV, right?
0: It's, no, it's no, 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 don't get it twisted. I'm always going
2: to be a Wizards fan, but Kyrie is my favorite player, so wherever he goes. I, this I, just did Michael Gray's favorite arena now, the Barclays Center. <laughs> I, I love Barclays, shout out to Barclays. No, but I'm always going to be a Die Wizards fan, but at the same time, you got to give credit to the Nets because they started off, when when they moved to Brooklyn, they started off with their organization, with their, with their uh, with the uh, ownership. They they got the office, they got the the front office taken care of. They got everything up there squared away, so that when when it comes down to the players, all they can all they do is gravitate to that type of mentality and that type of persona that their organization carries on. And you got to give it to them; it's been a long bumpy road around ten years or so since they've been back on the map, and and this this really puts them over the map. And great ownership and great leadership up top. Is what it can, what can lead you to this? Another team I want to give a lot of credit to is the Indiana Pacers yes, on the east. Mike. On the east. Yes, side. Mike. Yes, indeed, on Mike. East, on the east, because I'm not gonna lie to you, Sebi. This Indiana Pacers team is looking very scary, very yes, scary. They, they, you add you when you're talking about adding guys like Malcolm Brogdon, who's a 50, 40, 90 guy, and can also defend on the perimeter side. You know, you you add, adding guys like a TJ Warren, who's a scorer, in a, who's a great scorer, who's a great scorer in his own right. Now, mind you, Sebi, the only problem we had with this uh, Pacers team, we knew that they could play defense; they have a defensive mentality. But, but the problem with them was outside of Victor Oladipo, where were they going to get consistent scoring? And right. they finally got a few more pieces on that on that team to get consistent scoring from. And they got rid of some key players that, that were, I guess kind of holding them back, like a Tyreek Evans, maybe. And they got they, they did lose a boat. They did They did lose a Bogdanovich.
1: They yeah, Bogdanovich
2: was big. huge, and West Matthews. He, he was huge, and West Matthews as well. But adding a guy like T.J. Warren and, and a guy like Malcolm Brogdon definitely helps. Definitely helps their cause. And I I look for this team to make some make some big time noises here. Definitely there. And
1: Mike, you if you couldn't have hit it, 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 you couldn't have hit it better. The two teams that you know that I had, I was gonna say right there, you just hit them right off the bat. And isn't it crazy to you that you know Kyrie Irving was the first domino that fell, and then Kyrie uh, and then Kevin Durant just followed. There was yeah. a story that stated that. Of course, Kevin Durant wasn't going to dictate where he was going to go because of, oh, what free agent got there, landed there first. But it's just strange and funny to me that Kevin Durant had his mind made up this entire time that he was going to go to Brooklyn because I had this had to be a premeditated and calculated, you know, move prior to him uh, picking the Nets. There's no way that within hours of opening day of the uh, of the free agency Kevin Durant already had his mind made up where he was going and and we have to think to ourselves was it the domino that Kyrie Irving landed before him or was it that you know was it premeditated because we all know that Kyrie and Kevin Durant are really good friends off the court on the court they spend a lot of times in summers in LA uh all-star games we know that Kyrie Irving was 2014 All-Star Game MVP. Kevin Durant, two-time All-Star Game MVP, 2012 here in Orlando, which I was there, and also in 2018. So these guys have a great, great rap sheet, great rapport, and you have to think that this had to be a calculated move. We heard about all the business moves for for Kevin Durant. He wanted to build an empire somewhere in New York, and what better marketplace than the Mecca itself here in New York, where it ended up just being Brooklyn. And then we heard about Kyrie Irving. He's from the area. Jersey kid. Loves New York. Loves uh, the environment here. Uh, Loves the whole uh, playing outside in in the ballparks. Rucker Park legend from Uncle Drew. That's great for himself uh, moving on forward post, you know, uh, a career in the NBA where he can have his movie career and things like that. And it was just a match made in heaven. And Mike, isn't this strange, you know? The the Brooklyn Nets came to Brooklyn about seven years ago. We all laughed at them and thought we were they were a laughing stock when yeah. they traded for Kevin Garnett, uh Aging Paul Pierce and Jason Terry. And, and and we all we all thought that we praised, we actually praised Danny Ainge for for how great he was. We we thought that was a bargain. We thought that you you know they, they bucked him pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have to think who's laughing now. I mean, we're way past the whole uh, uh the, that whole prime now because all the draft picks landed. The draft picks ended up uh you know Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all these assets ended up and revealed themselves at this point. And you have to think that the Nets are are laughing now. This you know, this is a funny thing. My dad used to say, the one who laughs last, last first. Now the Nets are looking at Boston and saying, hey, I thought we were a fool. Now look at us. And, and I don't expect them to be contenders this year. We all know Kevin Durant is going to be right, out. Right. He's going to be on Kyrie Irving. But but, but Mike, but Mike, my man, I got news for you. Season 2021 20, 21 22 and potentially 22-23. Oh, man. The Nets, whoo, whoo, they've got something brewing. They've got something really brewing out there in the Barclays Center because that is scary. Kyrie Irving is going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. It, it, Kevin Durant's going to put on a show. It's going to be an isolation show. You go, I go, you go, I go. I love the pieces that they have around them. Karis LeVert can play. Mm-hmm. We all know that Kenny Atkinson deserves coach of the year honors. And and Mike, you have to think, man. How, how do we feel about the Knicks? You know? How how do we feel about the Knicks today? You know, well, uh, 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 how how do, how do we have
2: to how do you feel about the Knicks? You got to feel for the Knicks, Mike. Um I see why you would have some sympathy for the Knicks. This is why I don't. When the entire organization wants to offer Kevin Durant the the supermax contract and give him the keys to the city along with Kyrie Irving and James Dolan decides to not even not give him a not give him the supermax. That's the problem. The New York Knicks have a James Dolan problem on that. It is. It is. It's Indeed. a big time it's a big time problem. It's a problem that's hurt them for the last I don't know how long especially the last 20 years uh it, 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 it's, it's, it's been it's been bad for New York Knicks and the thing the, the thing that in my opinion that separates the uh, Brooklyn nets <laughs> excuse me in the, the New York Knicks is like I said earlier the Nets took care of of, of upstairs first they took care right. of the front office first they took care of everything upstairs in, as far as who's in charge the heads the executives the presidents uh, uh president of operations the owners CEOs every they took care of everything up top. Before they handled the players, before they worried about the players, and then once they built that foundation, the play, everything started to make sense as far as the play on the court and the effort on the court. You started to see not great players uh, in the Brooklyn Nets organization, but you started to see great play. That's just not something we've seen in the in the New York Knicks. They've consistently been this mediocre franchise, this mediocre team in the in in the limelight like of others, and it, it's 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 soon to blow up on them like they continue to make bad decisions and this was yet another example of that this is just added to the resume of James Dolan this is why majority of New York Knicks fans want nothing to do with James Dolan where they want him to sell the team and the garden they just want him to get rid of it and it's it's just, it's, just, it's telling of the type of franchise they are right now and it's telling it's also telling of the type of franchise that Brooklyn is heading into
1: I agree with you, Mike. You couldn't have said it better. You have to feel for guys like Stephen A. Smith, uh, New Yorkers, you know, long-life New Yorkers, Michael Rappaport. Uh, these guys, you know, long-life, long, long, long-time diehard Knicks fans. You know, yeah. I've been to New York several times, and I know those fans are thirsty. They're, they're thirsty. They haven't won a championship since 73, the days of Will Fraser. Will Fraser is long gone, my friend, and they have nothing to show you've got you know actors you know prominent actors from that area that grew up playing ball outside uh, these parks diehard hard Nick fans and they have to look over the atlantic uh, the atlantic uh lake now to brooklyn on the other side on another borough and say to themselves how did the nets how did the baby of this city become it took over the city the empire of the city and, and you couldn't hit it right on the back mike right? James Dolan's gotta go. James, James <laughs> Dolan's gotta go. James Dolan's yeah. really gotta go. He's gotta. Sell. In fact, I if I'm a New York Knicks fan right now, yeah. you know, we're going to City Hall and we're ambushing City Hall and we're putting riots everywhere. James Dolan has gotta go. James Dolan yeah. has gotta go. He has he to. And did you hear, Mike? Did you, did you hear? Did you hear the blasphemous remarks that 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 James Dolan said? He said that he didn't want to pay Kevin Durant a max <laughs> offer. And, oh and, sp- and we spoke about this, Mike, and I was joking around. I said, man, I don't know. Teams are going to be weary not paying Kevin Durant the max offer because, you know, he's got this max injury. All in all, you know, the podcast, Sebi right here is laughing. Sebi right here is making a joke. This couldn't absolutely be real. But yet, you know, James Dolan took it to heart. He took it to his head. You know, he went and did not pay Kevin Durant. The mats and said we were ourselves and our staff were afraid that he wouldn't be the same once he returns. <laughs> Good luck, Mr. Dolan, because when Kevin Durant arrives back, not only they're the best team in the city and in the state, you gotta play them four times. And not yep. only you play him four times, you'll probably get blown out four times.
2: And Kevin Durant will be you, you, the may, have, you, may, you may you may you may have just gave uh, Madison Square Garden 50 every time they play the Knicks. You may have just and, did and that. Mike. How is this so? This is a, a,
1: a looked upon as the Holy Grail, the sanctuary. This is the Mecca, you know. What I'm saying Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. You know yep. what I'm saying? We we've had Tyson fight against Holyfield yeah. in the 90s. You had great boxers like George Foreman. You had the great Rangers teams uh, in hockey. You had Allen Houston, Patrick Ewing in the 90s. I mean, this is New York, blue collar, much <laughs> like Philly as well. Uh, and, and you can't get anybody. But nevertheless, you know, we'll move on from Philly there. Uh, we'll move on from New York themselves. They're a whole catastrophe. I want to talk about some winners. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sad to say this as a Boston Celtics fan. But today, I stand up and I have a confession to say, Mike, the, the Philadelphia Sixers are scary, man. Yeah, they
2: are. They really the, are. The, the
1: Philadelphia yep. 76ers, they caught my attention last night. Yep. Because the whole notion in these last couple seasons is Al Horford is the one guy in the Eastern Conference that Joel Embiid has had a tough time going up against. Yep. And now, he's joining forces with them. yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm a little tight on this, you know? <laughs> I Al Horford... You know, world-class, class class act. He's the epitome of a franchise player. He proved that players like him can go to Boston and guys like him can recruit big-time, big-market players to come to Boston. And he deserved all his money. But come on, man. Our rivals, you know, the Sixers. Granted, the Boston Celtics own the Sixers. Don't get me wrong. But then again, come on. You were a big part of that. They had Al Horford, right? Yep. Jimmy Butler he leaves to Miami. They pay Tobias five years, one hundred eighty mil. He may be overpaid, but hey, Mike. When you have leverage, the team has to pay you. You feel mm-hmm. me? You, the team has to pay you. There's there's no way around it. Tobias yep. had leverage, and while Jimmy Butler exited, they worked that signing trade. Josh Richardson came there, and now you've got Ben Simmons, Richardson, Tobias, Al Horford, and Embiid. Yeah, let's say they're all healthy, Mike. Yeah, the Sixers, man. You know they're they 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 should be
2: right there as East favorites, don't you say? Right now, we're, we're standing today because we don't know what, what moves are going to be made in the future. But right now, as we stand today, they definitely should be the favorites. And I want to get back to your point about Tobias Harris possibly being overpaid. This is why I don't think he's overpaid. Before he came to Philly, he when he was with the Clippers, he was a scoring machine. He was, yeah, he, was. he was the leader He was the lead on that te- on that team as far as scoring wise, even over a guy like Lou Williams. He was he was scoring all all over the board and he was making things happen. And he was the primary focal point offensively. When he got to Philly, he had this whole thing with Jimmy Butler. And it was almost like a competition between them two mentally, whether or not oh who who were they going to resign? Who were they going to keep? Were they going to keep one of them? Both of them? None of them? How was that going to work? You know, they they basically were playing to see who who they who they wanted more and. I, I think now that Jimmy Butler has gone and the and the Seventy Sixers have made that decision very clear. I think mentally that'll take a toll off of Tobias Harris, and that'll that'll free him up more. And the fact that he's locked down for five years, that'll definitely free up his game and, and mentally, he will have a, a much better season. And he will come back to that Tobias Harris that we saw with, with the with the Clippers. And you're absolutely right, man. This 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 I think th- these moves that they made with Al Horford. You're absolutely right about Al Horford. Al Horford is one of those guys that you want and need on a championship team. He's, he may not put up He's a rider, Mike. He'll go to war with you. He sure will. He may not put up 30 points. He may not average 25. You know, he may not be, make the flashiest plays or, or be a highlight machine, so to say. But Al Horford is a guy that does all the dirty work. He's a guy that uh, – he, he does things on the court that uh, the stats don't show. Stats don't really show how effective Al Horford is on your team. Uh, Brad Stevens said it best last year when they asked about Al Horford. I mean, he's the grit. He's the heart and soul. He's everything. Right. He's he's the glue. He's the glue to a team, especially a team like Philly, who's young and they're they're looking for that that main veteran piece that can help push them over the edge and and get get them prepared for playoff basketball and the following season. And Al Horford is the perfect piece for this Philly Philly team. He's going to help out Embiid. He's going to help stretch the floor for Ben Simmons to get to the paint. He's because you know, they don't have a lot of shooters on this team. Right. They're going to they miss are, JJ Redick. Yeah, they're going to miss J.J. and they just lost their best shooter from last year. They don't have a lot of shooters on this team right now per se. So adding that Tobias Harris, having an Al Horford really helps this team grow and is going to help this team mature. And I see this team possibly taking the next step this year.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and you hit it right on the bat. I am afraid of shooting because we know shooting is a premium, especially in our modern day age today in the NBA. The Golden State Warriors pretty much, you know, <laughs> it pretty much it showed that blueprint, like, and every team wants to do that play five out spacing and everything. And if you can't space in the NBA, trouble will happen against the upper enchant team. So that scares me. But the way that they're constructed right now, Mike, I expect this Philly team to be top five on defense. I mean, they have yeah. nobody on their roster in that starting five under six-five. Ben Simmons a legit 6'11. Josh Richardson is a legit 6'6. Tobias is 68, Al Horford is 610 and Ben and Joel Embiid when healthy is 73 and one of the premier shot blockers in the NBA. So I think Brett Browns uh, DNA in this team will be on the defensive side and I think that that's where they're going to make their stamp because they know they can't outshoot the likes of uh you know the Nets whenever they get uh KD and Kyrie together uh, right. a year from now. They can't be they can't beat the Golden State Warriors uh shooting even to a certain extent. Seems like the Houston Rockets, or or let's see if the Lakers get another shooter around AD and LeBron. I think right. their DNA is going to be on the defensive side because they've got some blue collar guys. I love Josh Richardson coming from Miami. He's tough. He's gritty. Yes, he's hard nosed. He's going to uh, take your opponent's best wing and guard them physically. I love what the Sixers have done, and and, and also the Indiana Pacers. You know, I, I'm afraid for them as well. Uh, because you lost Thaddeus Young, a, a very integral part of what they did on their offense, and defensively as well, because you can switch from one through four. Wes right. Matthews has got Bogdanovich really stepped up and 18-point-per-game score, especially when Oladipo went out in his absence. So they're going to have to figure things out. But if you, Oladipo and Brogdon, they might have the best shutdown backcourt in the Eastern Conference because those guys are going to sit You know, Brogdon is an excellent defender. Oladipo is an excellent defender. So, again, Dave McMillan, well-coached team. They're going to pride themselves on defense. They were top-rated last year. I expect that to continue. They were number one in points allowed. Number one. I expect that to continue to flow for the Indiana Pacers. So, those were our winners there. Any losers for you, Mike?
2: In the Eastern Conference, right? In the Eastern Conference, that's right. I gotta go with my well, the main loser obviously is the New York Knicks because they couldn't get anybody yeah, yeah, the New York any superstars. Uh, we know that. They, they're, they're, they're not a
1: team right now. We're, yeah. We're, yeah the NBA outside. association is 31 teams?
2: The, right. the, the, the Knicks are irrelevant at the moment, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yes. they're, they're the number one team that comes to my head. But outside of the New York Knicks, I probably would go with the Washington Wizards. Okay. And the reason why I'm going with my my dear Wizards is because. We got rid of the backup point guard to John Wall and Thomas Tom- and Sadaraski. Right. Um, Thomas was nice. I thought he was going to be somebody that, since we didn't draft a, draft a point guard, I thought he was going to be somebody that would take a next step and really fill in as a starting role and really make some noise as a, as a starting point guard for the Wizards until John Wall was able to come back. Now you lose him at point guard. Now we're stuck at where, where we're going to have point guard. Now, now it's still early. You know, there's still a possibility we can get a point guard. We can get somebody to fill in, that, fill in those shoes for John until he gets back. But right now, I have to go with the Washington Wizards because free agency, not only did we lose Sadoransky, we lost both Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. You know, right. two big-time wing players that we had. And I know we drafted Rui. Uh, don't get me wrong, but... I'm, I'm a, Mike, I'm a huge Rui Hachimura fan. I, am, I saw I a lot cool. of
1: West Coast games. I watched a lot of Gonzaga games. The, the brother can ball. I, I think <laughs> right off the bat, if you're looking at him as a rookie, he's the type of guy that can give you a 16 and 8. I expect him to be a double-double guy.
2: Yeah, I do too. I do too, and he, I, I like him too. He's a special player. He's very versatile. He has the size of a 4, but can have the skill set of a 3. You know, he, he can do it all. He can do it all. I really I really like Rui, but I, I would have loved him with, with another small forward that can help him out, show him the ropes that, that was that is as competitive and looked as good with the Wizards as he did and Jabari Parker. You know, Bobby Portis getting at, getting out of his contract was one thing, the Wizards said he was asking for too much money. Um, um, th- th- that then we wanted to give him. So we got rid of Bobby Porters, but getting rid of Jabari Parker as well, just it just didn't sit well. And as far as big time key free agents or any any free agents big time, you didn't see anybody clamoring to come to come to DC. So I, I thought the Wizards had one of the biggest losses. what definitely there, Mike.
1: Uh, we'll see if Bradley bill a very, very key component of that team stays in the DMV area. Mike, I'm going to go with my Boston Celtics. Now, you're, you're probably going to think, mm. you guys got Kimball Walker. Absolutely. Kimball Walker, you know, he's not Kyrie Irving. But, boy, he can really ball, right? All-NBA performer, 13. I mean, uh, spent all those years. I think the headaches that Kyrie Irving had and, and you know, not really meshing with the teammates in a locker room, that's going to be alleviated because Kimball Walker, a uh, known leader, and, and that's that's straight from Charlotte. You know, he did a lot for that community on and off the court. I think that he brings that leadership that that we lacked last year on that point guard position. Obviously, he can ball. We 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 know he can ball. Twenty six point per game score with the Charlotte Hornets last year. Career numbers across the board. He comes, he fills that shoe. Right? right. we we've got an issue on inside. We've got a big issue inside. Our Warford walks. You know, Baines yes. gets traded. Tice. Yes. We elect not to re-sign him and exercise his option. And now he'll potentially leave. And so the best we can do, I'm over here watching. I'm over here watching closely at free agency. And I'm saying, let's get a big. Let's get a big. Maybe click Capella. Uh, Willie Colley Stein is out there in Sacramento. He doesn't want to be out there in the West Coast. Let's get a big. The best we could do is Enos Kanter for two years. I'm not mad. Enos Kanter's nice. He's an offensive rebounding machine. But we need a couple bigs. And I think that the Boston Celtics took, took a step back. I do still think they're right there in the thick of things and maybe a little dark course senior use of confidence because Tatum and Brown, all of those touches that Horford, Kyrie, uh, uh, Terry Rozier, who went to Charlotte on that signing trade, were taking, now Brown and Tatum get a chance to blossom, to flourish. They'll get uh, their touches that they should have. I expect, you know, Hayward off of his nasty injuries two years ago, after one year off his belt to get better, one of those Paul George, perhaps, you know, rejuvenation years. So I expect him to be great on the court. But we're I I, I think Boston is laughing inside, and I have to say they're one of my losers. I, they it, I, hey, it's to be seen. They they the free agency is not over yet. We can still get Willie Colley Steyer. We can perhaps still get Clint Capella on, on a trade deal or something. But we need some girth and mass inside. You got Horford, Embiid. You've got Gasol in, in Toronto. You've got the likes of Blake Griffin in the Eastern Conference. You got Andre Drummond. You need size to go up against these big nasty guys and and, and stuff. So, ironically, I, I, I'm hard on my Celtics. I bleed green, but I, they're one of my of my losers.
2: I I, got, I I see where you're going from with the Boston Celtics. I actually didn't think about the bigs part. You actually brought something to my attention that I wasn't paying attention to. And actually, to be honest with you, yes, Enos Cantor is a great pickup for y'all, but actually, I, I think the Boston Celtics are putting a lot of in, in the growth of Robert Williams. Right. You know, Robert Williams, I think it's, po- it's a possibility he might take that next step this year. But it's a, it's a couple of points I wanted to make about the Celtics. But you brought up some great points about the Celtics. One, I, I want to, um, I, I wonder see, when we say Kimball Walker is a great leader. It's, it's, it's a little bit easier to be a great leader on a team with low expectations. Right. And, and Charlotte hasn't had very many high expectations. And, and
1: that's to be determined, Mike. Yeah, he yeah, hasn't played he, in big since, games.
2: Since, they, since he's been in the league. And this is the first time he's been on a team that is a legitimate contender, and he has a chance to lead them to the promised land and obviously the playoffs. And so we'll, we'll see we'll see how how, how he, he does in that fair. And also, another thing I want to point out with Kimball Walker in the Celtics. Kimball Walker we all know how lethal of a scorer he is. We know how lethal of a scorer Kyrie was before he got to Boston. Average 25 points was the highest uh, point, points per game he averaged in the season before he got there. When he got to Boston, he had he was confined to a system that took the ball out of his hands more than he thought because he, he had better players surrounded with him and other players had to touch the basketball and he turned into a true playmaker and a true point guard. Right, right. I, all my, this that quest- I'm hearing Kyrie can't pass the ball. That ain't right. true, Mike. Right, right. It's, it's absolutely not true. He's actually one of the best passers in the game. And my my, my thing with my my question to you is. Will we know how lethal of a scorer Kimba is? Will Kimba be confined to that system in Boston, or will they, or are they, or are they going to let him more free and become the, be the Kimba that he is? Because if he's confined to a system, can he be the playmaker that that that, that he that he, that, he that, that Kyrie was, or the can can he be a playmaker? Can, can he take that next step, and and, and actually uh, be confined to a system? And where he's not, like, willy-nilly to, you know, score whatever he wants to? And, and Mike, I'm
1: going to take a leap of faith here, and I'm going to say yes. I'm going to look upon two guys. I'm going to look at Brad Stevens and Kimball Walker. Brad Stevens, I think he learned something last year. He came yeah. out and stated that was the hardest year of coaching that he's ever had, more yeah. than Butler, more than the other uh, uh, Division II schools that he ever coached at. That was the hardest coaching year of his career. And and you get it. You know, you got you got a lot of egos in that locker room. Yeah. You know, and, and I love the dogs we have in there. Terry Owens here, Marcus Smart, two of my favorite players. I love Scary Terry and nothing but love for him and great promise out there in Charlotte. You you got Kyrie Irving, a guy that really dem- high maintenance, that demands the ball to get going cuz we know Kyrie Irving. I I I look at him the greatest boogie to ever uh, crossover with the basketball. No disrespect to AI. AI his he his mindset was i hey, am I'm gonna kill you and I'm gonna embarrass you but Kyrie Irving he puts on a show and so he had to uh, kind of work around that okay do I give the keys to Kyrie or do we let him buy into our system and there was chemistry issues there but with Kemba Walker I, I I really think you know it's 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 a sample size that we really can't evaluate Mike look yeah. at his supporting cast in Charlotte I mean he didn't really have anybody I think that. He's made a commitment. One of the reasons he came to Boston, he said that he wants to uh, be and play and contend uh, on meaningful games. And he right. says that Boston is in and out year in, year out, and as one of those teams. And I think he's a winner. He's been a winner since UConn. We remember that immortal 11 game. Uh, you know streak that he went with UConn from yep. you know Madison Square Garden to making it to the NCAA tournament to taking him on the run all the way to UConn so we know Kimball Walker is a killer he's a winner I don't doubt his effort and his and his tenacious on the game but there's something to say in big games he hasn't played in the second round of the postseason he hasn't played in conference final or even in NBA finals so right. that's to be determined but I think that, you know, Kimba is going to buy into that and listen to Brad Stevens, knowing that, you know, Brad is perhaps the best coach he's had. Who's the best coach Kimba's had? You know, Cl- Steve Clifford, he's doing a great job in Orlando right now. We love him, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, uh, who, who else has uh, uh, Vinny Del Negro? Are you You kidding me, Mike? Right. No, exactly. Kimba Walker will, I think will buy in to Uh, uh, the Celtics, he knows that the standard here is championships. The standard here is banners. If you want to become great, your your name and your jersey will be lifted on the rafters here. He's going to a great organization, great franchise, great structure, and and I think he's going to buy into it. Yes, there's going to be nights he'll get 40, 50. He's that special, that lethal, and he's one of those guys when he gets cooking, you know, you have to send two or three defenders at him, and that creates the lights and openings for Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and others. But uh, to answer your question here, I think, you know, from a standpoint of just chemistry and fit, and again, leadership, yeah. I-, I love Kyrie Irving, but I think that that's one of his biggest traits that he lacks. And Kemba Walker, there's never been a problem uh, with him being a leader. You know, all those years in Charlotte, dealing with, you know, uh, nothing, He's, he had... Dwight Howard for a couple of years, Jeremy Lamb. You know who has been his best player. I, I don't think you have those question marks for Kimba Walker, and I think he fits what Boston wants to do, and he knows the standard for uh, the
2: the white and, and green here in Boston. No doubt, man. You make up a great point. the only The only point I want to add to you that because you brought up a great point about Brad Stevens. I think he, I think he learns from his mistakes as well. But another thing that Kimba has a benefit of here in Boston. He doesn't have Gordon Hayward the year coming off an injury. He
0: right. has
2: Gordon Hayward the year after. After he's got his legs under him, he's got more comfortable mentally, and, and you know, you know, his legs. Are and I expect under it more. H- uh, Hayward to take a, a step forward, Mike. I do too. And, and the fact that you know Kemba is afforded that luxury of that Gordon Hayward, I think yeah. that, that that that's going to speak volumes for this team. And, and if
1: we get that type of Gordon Hayward, we're not saying twenty-two points per game Gordon Hayward in Utah, but if we get somewhere around seventeen, maybe nineteen. That smells trouble for the Eastern Conference because Gordon Hayward. We, we I, I know uh, the the last you know thought we had of him is that nasty injury. Gordon Hayward is a bucket getter. He you know, he's a guy that can legit defend. He comes from Utah. Anybody that comes from the Jazz, you know, they can defend. So, I, I, I that smells trouble because that's another guy that can put the ball in his hands and run the operate the offense through, run pick and roll, and get his own shot. And if that happens, not only that helps the Celtics, but moving on forward in the postseason in seven-game series, he's the type of guy that can also dictate a series. And so um, I, I expect that. And I'm rolling with you with that Kemba and, and Hayward uh,
2: cohesion there as well. No doubt, man. No doubt. I, I expect big things for the Celtics right now. Definitely it's, big things for the Celtics. A, it's a, it's Definitely big things. It's series. funny. Hey, Sebby. it's funny how we both picked up as far as losers, we both picked our favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly i lose this thing, but nevertheless
2: We love, we love hard <laughs>
1: The Eastern Conference is going to be very Very interesting The power May have just switched You know, the baby dinosaurs, no more babies Right? Toronto Raptors Winners of the NBA championship If Kawhi comes back, that's to be seen They got the work cut out For them in the Eastern Conference Sebi and Michael Gray You're listening to the Sebi Podcast show The SEBI podcast radio show streaming only here on WNSC radio. We shift coast to coast from the east to the west. The Western Conference, Mike, boy, if we thought that the Lakers pretty much penciled in to get out of the Western Conference. A lot of teams yesterday said, hold up. Not, you know, basketball isn't written on paper, isn't played on paper. Maybe we have something to say about it. The likes of the Dallas Mavericks, the Portland Trailblazers have something to say about that. The Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets. And oh, we'll see if the Clippers make a move. Mike, this this Western Conference, we thought that Braun and AD
2: had full control of it. All of a sudden, it's pretty wide open, don't you say? It sure is wide open. And and, I, and to be honest with you, I'm really just waiting on this Kawhi. We'll see where Kawhi gonna go because if Kawhi goes to the Los Angeles Lakers, it's not wide open anymore. It's a done deal. It's signed, sealed. Mike, I, I want to point something out here to you. I'm a yeah. Kawhi Leonard fan. Um,
1: since the days of the San Antonio Spurs, I love his demeanor. I love everything about him. A killer, yeah. a, a silent killer. That Those are the ones that are are, are are scarier. There's arsons, you know, there's serial killers, but the silent ones, those are the ones that you really got to worry about, Mike. We know we know all about that from where we're from. And so, uh, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you know, silent killer personified. Uh, um, that's, yeah. that's in his DNA. But yeah. to me, why don't you say, I got this to you, Mike, you know, Kevin Durant had a lot of heat and a lot of scrutiny and, and a lot of criticism making that move from OKC to the Golden State Warriors up 3-1 and obviously, you know, choking and, and saying that that was more of a coward move. I'm big right. on, on Kawhi Leonard. I think I, I personally think he's the best in the game. Him and, and LeBron may be A1, A2 for that title. We'll see. Right. If he was to join LeBron James and Anthony Davis and, and Los Angeles Lakers. Are we overlooking as that of a coward move? Because the guy that I know, I, I, I Kawhi Leonard, I, he's one of those guys. He's a rough rider. You know what I'm saying? He likes to he likes the competition. He likes to go against you. Much like Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard and others, those old school Charles Barkley uh, type of guys. Yeah. If Kawhi, I think the media and I are overlooking this. If Kawhi Leonard were to go to the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Obviously yeah. we can pencil them, you know, champions this year and next year. I mean, they'd be unbelievable, unstoppable, and no team would match against that. But are we overlooking that this might be more and if not a little bit more of a coward move than Kevin Durant moving to the Bay in San Francisco?
2: Well, first of all, it's not a more cow it's not more of a coward move than Kevin Durant because he didn't he it's not like he joined it's not like the Warriors beat him in the finals he he would have joined the Warriors. You know what I mean? It's it's like we, I, I don't think it would be, a,
1: but Michael would, Gray, and let me hear what you're saying.
2: LeBron, Anthony Davidson, and Kawhi Leonard, it is that's a super
1: team, might be the greatest super team ever assembled. Would that not be a coward move, Mike?
2: What are you saying? No, no, no. I, I don't, I this is where I was going. I don't think it would be a coward move. I just don't think we'll look at Kawhi Leonard the same. I don't think we'll look at him the same way we do right now, as you know, the guy that doesn't. He's not big on super teams. He he's the guy that came out and said, "I don't. I'm not really big on super teams. I like competition." He's he's actually said this, and you know it, it, we would definitely look at him differently than than we do now because he's more of an old school guy. He like you said, he wants to compete. He wants to go after it. You know, it's it's hard to compete and go after it when you're teamed up with uh, two of the top five players in the game right now. And I, I see where you're coming from. Where as far as it will. Would be a coward, I don't think it would be a coward move per s e. Similar to KD going to the Warriors, because it's not like the, the we, got, we got we got to understand something. The reason that we we called it a coward move for KD going to the Warriors because he went to the team that beat him, the team that he lost to three one. He he was up three one on, and he blew three straight games to get to the NBA Finals. That's why. If he'd went to if he if he if he would have never faced the Warriors, we probably wouldn't have a problem with it. If he would have never blew that three-one lead, we probably wouldn't have. A... If he would have beat the Warriors and then joined them, we probably wouldn't have had that big of a problem with it. The fact yeah. that he he went to the team that beat him was the major key. When it comes to Kawhi Leonard going to the Lakers, I don't think it would be as a cowardly move as that as that was, but I don't think we would look at Kawhi Leonard the same.
0: I don't think we would look. Mike. I don't
2: think we would look at him the way we do now, as far as that ruthless competitor, the old school cat that loves to go after these guys and not join these guys. I don't think we would look at him the same anymore because, come on now, you're joining two of the top five players ever. And there'd be no question, Mike, who the, the
1: NBA championship would where would, No where question. They
2: would go. It, it might as well give it to him.
1: Right. Right. A, a LeBron and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard, there's no way. When healthy, there's no way that that team is losing. The only way they lose is barring catastrophe and health issues. Right. When healthy, oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, look. I would say uh, the Golden State Warriors, seventy-three and nine-win team. I know this is crazy to think that may be in jeopardy. You know, that, yes. that, I mean that might be your modern-day Jordan and Pippen, LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, and also you got your modern-day Kareem Abdul-Jabbar inside with Anthony Davis. So it, 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 th- that's to be d- expected. But let's look at the whole Western Conference here gotcha. as a whole. It's wide open.
2: What sticks out to you? A lot. A lot, man. I love the. It's two teams right now. I'm going to say, Sevy, that just keep getting scarier and scarier by the minute. That's the Utah Jazz and the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers just got a big piece today, uh, adding Hassan Whiteside to the to the team. Now, a lot of people weren't sold on Hassan Whiteside because of how he played in Miami and how it panned out out there. But I, I love Hassan Whiteside. I love what he brings to this team. I love what he brings to the table. And it's a spe- it's a special thing for this team, and I, I because he didn't really he didn't really like things. I, I don't think he really panned out well in Miami. I don't think he I don't I don't think they really got on, was on the same page. And I think a change of scenery is what he needed. And I love what he can do with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, and obviously them adding you know you know. Um, can base more on what and uh, not too little, but I love something to say about South Beach, Mike. It can be a lot of distractions for Hassan. Exactly, you know what I mean I think that, they, and the fact that he's going to his, and he's leaving South Beach and going to the exact opposite, Portland, Oregon. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it's, like, it's like he can focus more on basketball, focus more on his game, and he's playing with the leader like Damian Little, who's going to make sure he gets the best out of his big man. So I love Portland Trailblazers for that. But I'm going to the Utah Jazz as well because, boy, getting Budanovich. Is a possible Western Conference Finals move for this for this uh, Utah Jazz team? Right. They were scary before they got by but the fact that they got they added that scoring threat is is major because Utah you has been known for you know the defensive tenacity you know uh, and and everything they bring to the table. But when it comes to but when it comes to scoring, they finally got a, 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 another significant piece. They keep adding scoring pieces to this team, you know, with Mike Conley. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Then you got Justin Wright Foreman as a, as a rookie that you drafted. Then you add a, a Bogdanovich. This this team is scary, man. This team has scores all over the place. They can, they're can they going to defend. Did you, we know how, how raucous that crowd can be at home in Utah. They have a great home court advantage. That These two, the Portland Trailblazers and the Utah Jazz are continuing to make moves after moves that are continued that, that are letting me know that they're serious about a, a legitimate playoff run this year. Absolutely,
1: no doubt, Mike. And and, and the Utah Jazz, I I heard, I I spoke to people a couple years ago. They said Eric is a great coach, no doubt. Brad Stevens in there, Popovich, revered as maybe, if not the greatest coach of all time. And I'm looking at guys, I'm saying, there's a guy out there in the Midwest, you know, that's not even a basketball city. And that's brewing something out there in cold Salt Lake City. And that is, of course, Quinn Snyder and the Utah Jazz. This guy can coach, Michael. Okay. This, this guy can coach. And and much like Brad, these Brad Stevens 2.0 in the Western Conference, you know, he prides himself on defense. You know, there has not been a year under Quinn Snyder and his five seasons out there in Utah that the Utah Jazz weren't top five on defense. There hasn't been a year, Mike. That's special. His coaching in Salt Lake City, the Jazz hasn't finished top five on defense. That's special. That's special, guys. A a, a guy that prides himself on defense. Rudy Gobert, two-time defensive player of the year. Reigning back-to-back defensive player of the year. He's got the stifle tower inside. And, you know, we know how special. Donovan Mitchell, one of my favorite players to watch. How special this brother is. And from getting Bogdanovich, a guy Mm -hmm. that played excellent defense, under Dave McMillan, bring him under... Uh, Quinn Snyder here who also has That defensive DNA but can Also score that's dangerous and This is what I'm seeing Mike with the jazz You know they want guys that know how To play defense but know how to play offense Back in the days it was just we're gonna pride ourselves on defense and see where it takes us Right but you know, defense can only take you So far
0: in this league
1: <laughs> Juggernaut teams well yeah. Quinn Snyder Has reshifted this roster He's getting guys that can play defense play Offense Mike Conley what can you do? Play defense, play offense. Donovan Mitchell, capable defender, but he's going to buy into the system, but excellent, excellent offensive game. We know what, what Rudy Gobert brings to the table. Joe Ingles, we saw what he did a couple of years against Paul George, and now you bring Bogdanovich, that's a scary roster. They can legit go nine deep with O'Neal. Now, I didn't like they lost favors, uh, but you know they're going to have to reshift that um, you know, bench squad, but... Utah Jazz, much like you said, Mike, they are going to be a force to reckon with in the Western Conference. And then, of course, much like you said, Mike, the Blazers. You know, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum for years, yeah. years, years have been looking for help. Where yeah. is the next man and odd man is going to come from? And there you have it, man. And, it, done and, it. Come. and they, they got Nasir Little. They yeah. got Hassan Whiteside in, inside, a guy that's going to bang on the glass. That that was one of their problems, Mike. Last year, they really got hammered on the glass, especially, um, you know, early on in the season. That's why they made the trade to go get Canner. Uh, Yusef Nurkic came in, and and they got better as time progressed, going into the postseason. You're not going to get questions like that with Hassan Whiteside off the bench. Cam Baysmore, Rodney Hood. I'm so Hood. He's back in the Hood in Portland, Oregon. And so, all of a sudden, Terry Scott's squad. That's a guy team to look out uh, for uh, boy, as well. No. Uh, your thoughts on Dallas? I-, I thought they were one of my winners as well, a sneaky, mm-hmm. sneaky winner because they got this European culture that you know not a lot of uh, uh, Americans like. It's not your sexy pick, but Dallas. I, I thought they were sneaky, uh, a-, a sneaky winner yesterday as well. Moving on forward for their franchise as well. Your thoughts on Mark Cuban's team?
2: Yeah, yeah. The, the Dallas definitely made some some key moves, and one of the key moves they made was signing Kristaps uh, Porzingis to that five-year. 58 million, 158 million dollar contract, and I believe in Porzingis. I, I believe you know he'll make things happen. I believe in this team because they're a special team. But I also love the fact that they picked up, they brought back Seth Curry. Oh, Seth Curry going back to that team is special because you know you have these, you have these, uh um you have Luca, and then you have uh, a Porzingis. But then you have, you bring a guy in like Seth Curry who you know is a spot up shooter. You need spot up shooters in this league. You know he he, he plays. He plays a uh, moderate defense. He doesn't play the best defense, but at the same time, he's a he's a great scorer. He's a curry. Bucket. He's a competitor, Mike. He's, like, he's, the, he's the a coach competitor. Coach. He's gonna go after it every single night. And getting getting a guy like that is major. And I lo- I love Seth returning to Dallas. I love what this team is doing. Uh, you know they got their boy JJ Berria back on a one year deal to come back with them. So they're keeping that they're keeping that core with them and keeping together. Uh, I know I know they had their eyes on Kemba, but you know they had to the pass on him, but. I love I love Dallas. I love what they bring to the table and what they have. They still have Tim Hardaway Jr. out there. It's a special team, man, and they're actually brewing something. I think they want to get back into that mode of okay, we want to contend for the playoffs. We want to contend to see how far we can go and get to get to the possibly get to the NBA finals. And with this young core that they have with Porzingis, Doncic, uh, Seth Curry, JJ Barea, of course, and and, uh, and others. It's 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 going to be special, man. This Dallas team, this Dallas team could definitely make some noise.
1: Definitely real. The Western Conference just got harder, Mike. Sure. Western Conference just got harder.
2: As if it wasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, guy, a
1: guy that you didn't even mention. They've got that Slovenian chemistry now. We know Luka Doncic is Slovenian. Well, now with the signing trade with the Miami Heat, they got Goran Drodic there. So you've got the Slovenian backcourt playing on the Dallas Mavericks <gasps> with Luka Doncic, with uh, 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 Goran Dragic, barring if he can stay healthy, uh, question marks there um, about his health. And then you've got Cristoz Porzingis, and then you also got Berea. They've got this European world. Uh, they kind of remind me of the Spurs a little. Uh, it, how how they built their team around European players. They got that uh, finesse play, and I think that that's gonna uh, take the hearts of the fans out there in Dallas, and then they're gonna embrace the team. Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, look, Nick fans are going crazy right Real. now, and, and, <laughs> we thought, and we thought we uh, thought. Know, You know, the Knicks did a great job letting Porzingis and Hardaway go. Well (laughs) my lad always says "Only last, last, last first. And so Dallas is looking nice. You you know, Rick Carlisle, an excellent coach as well. Definitely vying for that top five spot as well. We saw what he did going against the zone with a young LeBron James and ascending Dwayne Wade. So we know he can coach. And so Mark Cuban, he's that's his DNA, Mike. He was never afraid to spend and
2: the Dallas Mavericks may just pay dividends for him. It sure will. It sure will, man. Uh, you know, Dallas Dallas has been on the rise for years. You know, Dallas has wanted to make noise and contend for years. They've always been a competitive team, but they never had that. those players that can put them over the hump. And you're absolutely right about about how, how what, what Mark Cuban and what Rick Carlisle can do for this organization. Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches in the league. But he doesn't get yes, he doesn't he get the praise yes, he, he doesn't get the praise he deserves because his team hasn't been you know competitive and been on the radar of, you know Dallas contention. is not a desire yeah it's not a desire a franchise to come, location you know what I mean? so I I feel I feel I feel that but I, I think it's about time we we start giving Rick Carlisle his just due and uh, I think I think with the players that they have now and the pieces that they have that they, they can contend they're going to be a very competitive team for sure yes no doubt uh, Rick Carlisle
1: a nonsense all about business coach. Love his team to compete. Doesn't like drama queens. We saw Rondo definitely didn't work there yeah. a couple years ago. Let's talk about some losers in the Western Conference. I mean, I mean, it's, it's so darn strong that you really can't point at one team. But any losers to you? What would we say if the Clippers lose out on Kawhi Leonard? Would that be a loss? I know they'd be signed uh, Beverly. Uh, you know they still have something to do with Gallinari, of course. Uh, but would we say the Clippers would be a loser? Uh, that's the only team I can think about much like you know the Suns. The Suns are the Knicks of the East uh, of the West. I mean, uh, they're a debacle. But uh, any any losers to you? Mike? If, I,
2: if I had to go with losers, I probably would go with. I probably I, I probably would go with the um. If I if I,
1: it's if I, it's so darn strong, it's so like strong man, because. Conference.
2: All the all these teams, all these teams, it seems like these teams got better. And but but I ain't gonna lie, one team, one team I probably would say could have made moves but didn't was the Minnesota Timberwolves.
1: Right. I agree. You
2: know, the, the the Minnesota they you know, obviously they lost they lost key pieces, but at the same time they lost Derrick Rose, you know, who who's arguably a six man of the year candidate. So um they have question marks on where they're gonna get their scoring from their bench and then you have a guy – they had an the opportunity to get D'Angelo Russell. didn't happen. You know, it, it was it, it was opportunities that they had that were squandered, and I feel like that could have took them over the hump because they have the pieces. They have talent on that team that can get them in the playoffs and potentially can, can get them to make some noise. But I think they're one of the, well, – they may be one or two pieces away from really putting them over the hump, and I think one of those two pieces came from the point guard position uh, or, or also – Another another four, another another four position, and I I just didn't see I didn't see them make that make that transition or make that next step. So I would give I would give it to Minnesota.
1: The Minnesota Timberwolves looking to build around Cap Carl Anthony Towns. We'll see if Jared Culver out of Texas Tech winds up being something for them. Uh, one of my losers was gonna be the Golden State Warriors. Let's shift gears to them, but they saved themselves and savage something with the signing trade and getting D'Angelo Russell. Mike, I have question marks on this on this trade. Uh, You know, I've always praised uh, Jerry West, the logo man about how great of a job he's done with the Clippers uh, part ownership with the golden state warriors, you know, him and Bob Myers, what they've built in a place where, you know, golden state, not a big market, you know, getting Steph Curry and then building around him. I've always praised what they've done, Uh, but they salvaged something yesterday uh, getting away from my (laughs) losers pick, getting D'Angelo Russell. I've got question marks for this, Mike, you know, I uh, I don't see the fit. I, I really don't. You know, that's the best they can get. They didn't want Kevin Durant to walk for nothing. They offered him five years, 221 mil max. He yes. denied that. He took $60 million less to go to Brooklyn. They wanted to do a signing trade because they didn't want him to walk for nothing. They, Iguodala leaves uh, because they had to create a max spot for D'Lo. You got Delo and then when Clay Thompson comes back maybe mid- march mid-April or all it misses all the next year who knows to pair it with Steph Curry I, I don't see it when Clay comes back and how does how's that cohesion works you know uh, Delo uh, one thing that he has and I, I think that fits well with Steve Curry is he's an excellent pastor He's been an excellent pastor here since Orlando he did his days here in Orlando in high school him and Ben Simmons out here in Mount um Academy. And mm-hmm. great passer in Ohio State. So that bodes well for a team that loves to pass the ball. You know, it's strength on numbers. They love to pass the ball. The open right. man gets a shot. I-, I love that dynamic. But with, with the scoring and uh, I- I'm-, I'm not sure. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I think out- with at the absence of Klay Thompson, you insert D'Lo right in there. You know, that's a guy that can fill in the role. He can yeah. play off ball. He can play with the ball. Seth Curry loves to play off ball. Especially with all that running around that he does, so I think that bodes well. But when Clay Thompson get back, how does that mess? Who's going to play the three? Uh, DeLo can't possibly play the three. Uh, so oh, I, I've got cohesion and fit concerns for for the Warriors here. Is the dynasty
2: over, Mike? Oh no, absolutely not. The dynasty is not over. I think if anything, I think they, I think the, I think you may have, uh, uh, if anything, you motivated them to continue, continue this ride and keep it going. You know, they have plenty of motivation going into this offseason, going into next season. But one one thing I will say about the D-Lo signing, I didn't understand it for a second either, but then I thought about it. Yeah, I didn't understand it, Mike. I, I thought about it. D'Angelo Russell's on the four-year deal. He's, um... I, 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 wonder, if he, I wonder if he had a, a, a trade clause in his contract because I feel like D'Angelo Russell was mainly for the time that Clay is out. And I, and when, when Clay comes back, Obviously, he's going to come back uh, this season coming up. But when he comes back the following season in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I'm wondering if D'Angelo Russell is going to be on the market to get traded because uh, once he comes a back, trade bait, yeah, he's mm-hmm. trade he's trade bait. But he but he's you but they're going to use him for the time being to continue to add that scoring punch that they to, need stay afloat, of, to, to stay afloat to stay afloat in the Western Conference, right. Going, right? Exactly. And I feel like once Clay comes back healthy. Uh, and not not only in the playoffs this, this following season, but the year after that. Once he comes back healthy, he gets back in his normal flow of starting and, and getting back in rhythm. I feel like that that that's when the Warriors are going to trade him. They're going to find somewhere for him to go, and they're going to develop assets, get assets back for him. And which can and these assets can possibly um, continue this dynasty because the assets you can get for D-Lo are, are possible bench players, scores that you can come off the bench. You know things like things of that nature, and you. you D'Lo at this 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 move actually could be a better move for the Warriors than people give credit. It's going to help them in the present, but I think it's really going to help them in the future if they if they plan on trading uh, D'Angelo Russell. Because think about it, Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, and Clay Thompson on the same team. Like, come on, now you have so some, somebody's for, for it to work consistently. D'Lo would have to come off the bench. D'Lo doesn't right. want to come off the bench. Exactly, you know, he's, like, he's going into he's, he's almost he's, he's still in the young phases, but. You know he's getting he's getting better year after year after year, and he just came off having a great starting year. He doesn't want to come off the bench now, but I, I do I do feel like he will be trade He is trade bait right now, and he will, he will be, he will get traded during the twenty twenty to twenty one season, and but but he will fill in his role nice while Clay Thompson's out, man.
1: That's 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 a bold prediction right there because it's huge. They didn't give him no trade costs so they could use him for trade bait, and yes. obviously giving Clay Thompson 5-year, 190 mil, he deserves every penny, every, every money, penny. right? Every penny that he deserves there. That's that's a bold prediction, you know? And I didn't think about it that way, but you made a great point about using him as trade, much like the Kyrie Irving and, and Terry Rozier situation. You yes. could use Terry or Kyrie as trade bait, and I think that's the systematic contradiction that Steve Kerr and his staff has with them. It's a good, it's a very good one. It's a very good one, but one that, of course, they're going to have to suffer for a year until Klay Thompson comes back. But we'll see what the Golden Standard, the Golden State Warriors do, as well as the other teams in the Western Conference. The Blazers getting better. Dallas, we mentioned them. We mentioned the Utah Jazz are on the rise. If we penciled the Los Angeles Lakers to come out the West, we might have to rethink that. Michael Gray and Sebi Podcast on the Sebi Podcast Radio Show, streaming only here
0: on WNSC Radio. Hello, my name is Ian Saunders with Saunders Property Group, powered by Home Expo Realty. I'm a sponsor, proud sponsor, and a big fan of the Sebi Podcast Show. Make sure you tune in. Just wanted to share uh, a few nuggets with you about the Central Florida real estate market. Uh, Population growth is about 7%, which is among the top in the country, especially here in Central Florida. And I got news for you, if you're a renter, average rent is about $1,600 a month. What if I told you you can purchase a home, a $200,000 home, and pay less than that? Well, we can show you how. Uh, Just want to be sure that you guys understand that at this point, interest rates have dropped to a 10-month low, so that means the money is cheap and you get more bang for your buck. So if you're looking to learn more, definitely touch bases with me. Definitely tune in to Sebi Podcast Show and in fact hashtag sebi podcast show and i'll help you get lender credits pay off your closing costs hey thanks for your time have a good one
1: We return here to the inside of our studios here inside the Sebi Podcast radio show. We shift sports here to the NFL. Last week, we had our NFC. We go to the AFC, where the AFC just won the Super Bowl, a team again, the New England Patriots. We'll focus on them first, Mike, here in the AFC East. It's the New England Patriots and the New England Patriots, and then the New England Patriots, and then the last team on the AFC East, the New England Patriots. So, it's the Patriots against the others. Uh, this is a division that's been dominated by them in the last, let's say, 20 decades. Uh, 20 years. Two decades. Uh, is Do the Patriots win the AFC East again, or is
2: it one of the others? <laughs> oh, no, Sebby! Oh, no, Sebby! I'm going with Buffalo. Buffalo going to dominate this division. Absolutely, the New England Patriots are going to win this division. For oh, sure. It's, it's it's, New England, New England can have New England, it's, it's, it's New England, man. This system, Bill Belichick, how they how they go about things. They're they they're just top to bottom a better organization than anybody else in that division. I mean, Tom Brady is, is apparently still has something to prove in his eyes, and he continues to be motivated. Right, Mikey. He's he's rechanging father time. He's he's saying 45. 45? Oh man, <laughs> and, and to be honest with you. To be honest with you, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't believe he could do it. I don't. I, I don't. I don't believe he can make it to forty-five. Hey, hey, Mike, to I, I, you, I, I didn't believe I it be too. But if there's one guy, I can't deny,
1: I, I, I can't underestimate. He's shown me this for all his career. I can't. I can't. I, I can't do
2: it, Mike. I, I can't underestimate it. I gotta believe him. Exactly, man. Because he's continued to he they, out here in the offseason, He takes very good care of his body, and uh, and you know he continues to get his keep himself in shape and keep himself right masters craft every single season and you got to respect a guy like tom brady you know but yeah new england for sure. new England's is definitely winning this division this year you know the question every year like like you said is never where they win a division it's how far they're going to go in the playoffs and how they're going to make it to the super bowl because when it comes to the regular season and their division they live they, they legitimately don't have any competition that's on their level in, the, in that division so it's a no-brainer for me i'm going with new england of course, here, it's all chalked The New
1: England Patriots winning that division in the AFC East. Um, I am
2: going to keep my eyes
1: on uh, the, the Buffalo Bills and the Jets. I, I think that um, overall, defensively, I think the Jets may have the best defense in the division. Uh, guys like the two Leonards, your two favorite guys, Quentin and Leonard Williams. And of course, Jamal Adams. I'm a big time fan of his game and what he brings to the table defensively. So the Jets. We you know they got some key pieces defensively and uh, you know, Buffalo. How will Josh Allen in his second season uh do? They got Cole Beasley around him, they got some other playmakers around him to kind of build around that, Shady McCoy. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he's he's getting fed up with the nonsense of, you know, lackluster seasons in Buffalo. They got added Frank Gore, a veteran leadership from Miami to go there. So I, I, I'm keeping my eyes on that because I think those two teams can battle for the second and third spot. Uh, but let's face it, Mike, you know, Brady and Belichick, the best <laughs> tandem to ever do it. I, I, I think that you know, they're going to storm through uh, another season. There might be some hiccups, you know, Patriots. They always start off slow, one and three, two and two. But they once Thanksgiving roll comes around, they start getting rolling. They're a great December team. And so I think they'll uh, take a full advantage of a very woeful AFC East Division Uh, from the east we go to the north where you know there's been a lot of paparazzi a lot of and I mean a lot of talk with the Cleveland Browns and but could this be easy for the Browns Mike you've got the Baltimore Ravens a proud rich franchise that prides themselves on defense we know what the Steelers bring to the table six Lombardi trophies tied with the New England Patriots for the most all time and and so they they're looked upon as the underdogs not an easy Place to be betting against the Steelers as an underdog. I know that I'm a smarter guy than that. And then, of course, you've got your Cincinnati Bengals. They've got question marks all over the place. So, uh, the AFC North, uh, who wins this division?
2: It's tough, man. And to be honest with you about your Cleveland Browns, I don't, I don't even see this. I don't see this team competing, even though it was one of the top two teams in this division. Wow. The you know, the Cleveland Browns are going to be a good team in the future, a very good team. But taking that next step as far as winning the division, I just don't see it this year because I think the Baltimore Ravens will will be better than them this year in the division. And I also think the Pittsburgh Steelers will be better than them in this division. This division is going to come down to the Steelers and the Ravens, as it normally has been over the last few years or what have you. And I'm going to give a nod and the edge to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers really have something to prove this year. They're probably the most motivated team coming into this season. I love their draft pick of Devin Bush. He's a very fast, physical linebacker. He yes, reminds he me of right. a young, South a young Florida Ryan Shazier. Yeah, he says he's a special player. You know, they still have Joe Hayden out there uh, at the corner corner position. They just drafted another corner opposite of him. And I just I love this team's makeup, and I love the mentality that, he, that they have going in there. There's not a more motivated team. There's not a more motivated coach than Mike Tomlin. Coming into this NFL season, I think this team will respond. I think Big Ben Roethlisberger uh, will have a a, a great year. He, 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 his offense. I think this offensive line will continue to prove why they're one of the best in the game. You know, and I I love, I love what this team is going to do. I I think I'm really, I really feel like this team can win 12 to 13 games this year. That's how special this team can be. And um, I give Baltimore, I give Baltimore, Baltimore going to be neck and neck. I think Baltimore is right there with them. I think the only thing holding them back is I'm I'm woeful. And I'm I'm unsure about the leap that Lamar Jackson is gonna make this this upcoming season. If Lamar Jackson takes the, uh, a huge leap, they could possibly win this division. But I but I'm but I'm 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 a little uh, woeful on that, and I'm I'm still I'm still holding on doubt about how how fast Lamar Jackson will grow this season coming up. I know for the future he, he's gonna be great, but for this season, I don't know I don't know the strides and the growth that he's gonna make just in one year. But I would give the nod to the Pittsburgh Steelers for sure,
1: man. Mike I I tell you this AFC North It's the toughest to pick I mean you legit Have three teams that can make The playoffs uh, off of this division Uh, I I think this one And the next one we're going to go up and talk About the South maybe the two hardest Division the AFC to kind of Predict and and talk about Um, But I'm going to I'm going to roll with the Ravens Uh, Obviously the top rated defense last year They're going to miss CJ Mosley in the middle And that's huge but I love The arrival of earl thomas and that back end to go a- along with uh, cornerbacks like jimmy smith you know uh and, and guys yep. they have inside out there um terrell suggs hurts too so the the the, the locker room that's something that i take into consideration and on teams the locker room you know uh, how fragile that's going to be you talk about cj mosley you talk about uh terrell suggs what he's done for the locker room, for John Harbaugh, the community out there in Baltimore. And so, can the defense take a little bit of a step back? I, you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit fragile towards that. Um, so, uh, but I'm I'm gonna pick them. I think they get as a wild card berth. But man, the the, the winner for this division, uh, it's tough. Whew. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. I, I think they've got something to prove. They proved last year that they don't – They. obviously, they're more talented with the three Bs, the killer bees, Ben Bell-Brown. But they've proved last year yeah. with a great offensive line that they don't really need that. You know, James Collins, baller, you. you know, he, he's one of those uh, no-nonsense, no-dancing uh, running backs. He goes downhill, north and south. He gets opening lanes from a great offensive line. He benefits off of that. Um, you're going to see a special combination of – Ben Roethlisberger to Juju Smith Schuster. Now, we, you know, the the norm and the talk was okay, how good is Juju Smith Schuster? Obviously, he's, we he look good because AB always gets double team or triple team, but how are you going to do when you're looked upon as a top dog and you're going to draw those assignments of the double team? Well, I, I think that Pittsburgh, out of any organization, especially in their offense, Um, with Todd Haley, what they do a good job is moving around their receivers and put them in bunch and stack formation. So you really can't, you know, uh, uh, bother them with the jams or with the double coverage. And so you'll see a lot of that with Juju Smith Schuster. I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he's going to prove to the world I'm not just a product of Antonio Brown and how why I made nine touchdowns last season and over a thousand yards of reception. And so he's got something to prove. And I've heard. And OTAs thus far. He's building rapport with, with Big Ben um, in that offense. And so you got Sammy Coates can fill in the role as mm-hmm. well. So there's some question marks on the defense. I love Devin Bush, that hybrid, that modern day guy that can cover, but can also pass rush. You needed a guy like that, especially when Shazier comes back. And so I'm going to roll with the, with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns, I'm going to say this, uh, I don't th- expect them to finish in the top two in the division, but they are going to be and the consideration in the playoff hunt, I think they're probably one of those teams that's the team outside looking in to get in, or maybe they get in as the ASC has three teams to get in. So I'm not rooting them out. I think they've got a lot of talent. By far the best roster, the best roster in the division, top to bottom, east uh, from offense to defense. So I can't count them out. I just think that, you know Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they have grit. They've got history. Um, and and the thing with the Cleveland Brown, they're so young, they're not used. They don't know about the whole uh, uh, tradition and that rivalry between the uh, between the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, trust me, right. Baker Mayfield, uh, and, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, Jarvis Andrew, uh, they're gonna grow up fast. They're gonna know about that rivalry, and so I don't think they're ready yet. Maybe they're a year ahead of schedule, but I'm gonna say the the Steelers win the division. The Ravens finished second, but I think there may be a possibility of the browns getting in depending on how the other uh you know teams in that conference record wise or head to head wise get in so that's to be determined for the antonio uh,
2: for the browns there your thoughts definitely man i, I agree i agree I, 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 this isn't a knock on the browns it's just that you know that they're going against uh, they're going they're facing and you know they're in the same division as two teams who not only are are, are have something major to prove this year but they they've already built a, a solidified foundation, and, and and that foundation is you know consistent winning and bringing in players that know how to win, and um, they, they 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 just have it in the, have it in there, and their arsenal you know, to make it happen. And I really I'm really intrigued to see how these these two teams pan out. I want to see. I know I know how how lethal Cleveland going to be offensively. They're going to be a show to enjoy to watch. But I would give the edge to Pittsburgh or Baltimore as as far as who's gonna win the division. I'm giving the edge to Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, they're just battle tested in in that yeah. division right there. You need it's 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 you know head to head, and it's always a dog fight in that division. A definitely a great division to watch out on. And if you think the AFC North may be a good division to watch, let's go to the AFC South, uh, where you got the Colts, the mm-hmm. Texans. All of a sudden, the Jacksonville Jaguars may be looking. They've got their quarterback of the future. Big paid four, mil, 4 year $88 million Nick Foles Santa Claus Saint Nick comes to Jacksonville, and of course, you've got the Tennessee Titans. This division, much like the NFC South, the AFC South mix and match, you don't know every year, there's always a different division winner. Um, I'm I like this Indianapolis Colts team, Mike. I, I do. Um, Darius Leonard, I mean, he's the reason why the Colts were a top 10 defense last year. Let's think. Let's let's face it. All those years with Peyton Manning, I was begging them. We were begging them to at least give Peyton Manning a lick of a guy on defense that can be a game changer. Yes, they had Robert Mathis. Yes, they had Dwight Freeney, but they didn't have that back end guy or the guy in the middle that can make a difference. I think the rookie defensive player of the year, Darius Leonard, is that guy. Andrew Luck. I've always said one day Mike he'll win MVP, and he's that good of a quarterback. Uh, you know, we saw. You know, when they were 1-5, they go on that great stretch last year. They went 10 of their last 11 to get in, and they went a playoff game before losing to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I've got them winning the division this year. T.Y. Hilton from Andrew Luck. That's That combination is lethal, especially vertically going downfield. We know of a speedster how how lethal T.Y. Hilton is as a playmaker. Um, They still got some question marks defensively. Um, They got a great offensive line. I think they solidified that last year uh, with their top pick um, that they got from Notre Dame, who's a nasty guy. So I'm going with the Colts one in the division, and I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming in second. I love, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think they're going to revert to that defense that we saw a couple years ago. Yes, we don't have Dante Fowler or Malik Jackson anymore, but they still got some guys that can get after the quarterback. Yannick and Gakwe can get after the quarterback. Yes. Yeah, so you and you're going to get a motivated Jalen Ramsey coming in a contract year. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a scary thought, Mike, a motivated uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey. And he said, I'm not going to be talking a lot this year. And so that's scary. He's going to let his game talk. And so I, I think this is the year that the Jacksonville Jaguars revert to that stingy defense that they once was two years ago. Nick Foles, uh, you want to talk about an upgrade. That's an upgrade, Mike, from Blake Bortles. You've got oh, all makers. Marquise, Lee comes back. Leonard Fournette, I think he's still an excellent back. I expect a 1,000 yards uh, uh, rushing on the ground with him. I, I, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars get in, and you're probably looking at me crazy. Deshaun Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, really? Will Fuller, you're not taking the Texans? Who won it last year? No, I think they're the team that sticks a setback. Jacksonville and the Colts
2: will come out of the FC South. I, I see where you're going with as far as um... – that's and I actually agree with your top two. You know, this division is going to come down between Indianapolis and, and Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars finally got some lethal weapons offensively, and we all know how lethal and tenacious for, and ferocious their defense is. You know, where they have speed, and they also have physical players. And when you, can, you combine the two with, with with the mentality that they have and with the mystique that they've already created over the years, they already have that factor with them. People, teams know Going into the game, they know how lethal that done. And it's just hard to contain this team because they come at you so many different ways. You're absolutely right about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, and it's going to come down between those two teams as far as the top. See, the thing about it, this division is so tough because Houston and Tennessee are right there. Exactly. Houston, and Houston and Tennessee are literally, like, play, they're both playoff teams. Right. They're, both, they're both contenders, and they both can make things happen but it's so tight i would give the nod to indianapolis because i think andrew luck will make that next step because it will continue to build off the season that i, he I had think last they by year. far have the best quarterback in the division for sure yeah yeah yeah. he's definitely the best quarterback in the division and i think he will take he'll continue the momentum that he had last year after that one and five star like you said and he he'll just keep on rolling and i think i think i really i really feel like this team goes as far as andrew luck takes them you know and I think he'll take them to a, a possible division win. I'm, I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts, but you're absolutely right. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be right there on their tail. Absolutely, uh, Indianapolis Colts. I mentioned I love them thus
1: far. They're a sneaky team for me to come out of the AFC this year. I love their roster. Frank Wright, a, a mastermind, much like Doug Peterson, coming from Philadelphia, being being a student under him and being a, a you know a offensive guy learning under. Doug Peterson, what he does with Carson Wentz in Philly. I think he's bringing that same type of mindset to Indianapolis. And he's brought that attitude that we're going to work. We're going to work. We're Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? So Andrew Luck comes back. I, I still think when healthy, he's one of the top tier quarterbacks in the game. And so I, I like this team, not only to win the division, but to really make some noise in the AFC. From the uh, south, we go out west, where we got the explosive, the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes. 52 touchdowns total. Uh, that's passing. He's got some on the ground as well. We know how electrifying he is. The, the front of Madden cover 2020. Will all the hype, will all of the paparazzi, Mike, will all of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the commercials that Patrick Mahomes, you see him going to Texas Tech games, you see him going to, Mil- uh, uh, to Milwaukee Buck games, you know, getting all of the scrutiny. Will that tarnish the Chiefs this year? There's a lot of uh, speculations that, you know, Tyreek Hill may be sitting out and suspended for what he did with his child. So, uh, you know, we know all about the great tight end that they have in Travis Kelsey, an elite tight end, top three in the game, by far the best uh, tight end in the conference in the AFC with Gronk uh, being retired, of course. And so we've got the Chiefs there. But I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers to win this division, Mike. Um, I'll tell you, this is one of those picks where I'm frustrated as well. Um, I'm going with guts. I'm tired and tired of picking with the Los Angeles Chargers and Phillip Rivers. He comes (laughs) every time in the playoffs. Phillip Rivers, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame resume. He's got the stats as well, but he comes he comes up short every time in the biggest games. But one thing I can trust Phillip Rivers, that's in the regular season. I trust him in the regular season because he's going to put his team in position to win ball games. He knows the AFC West. He's been there for a very long time. I think this is the year that the Chiefs, they'll still be in contention. I expect them to come out uh, to make the playoffs as well. They'll probably be second in the division. Mm-hmm. I just think they take a step back this year. Because I think that the Los Angeles Ram, uh, Los Angeles Chargers per se, are just that good. They've got the best roster by far in the division. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, that might be the best tandem pass rushers in the game by far. They, they can really get after you. Derwin James, oh boy, <laughs> he's special, Mike. He's special, Mike. Derwin James is special, Mike. You know, he, I consider him a, 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 a honey badger 2.0. He can play inside the box, he can blitz. He can help in run support on the ground, and then he can cover tight ends. He can cover, uh, you know, uh, uh, slot receivers. He can cover the wide receivers, the big receivers, because he's got that 6'2 frame, uh, a legit 210 pounds. He's special, Mike, and I like him. And, and, and And you bring in Denzel Perryman, come back in the middle. The Los Angeles Chargers, I think they're great offensively, great defensively. They did lose some pieces on the uh, receiver side. Their receiving core is a little shaky. Tyrell Williams goes to the Oakland Raiders. That, that's a, that, that scares me a little bit. But Keenan Allen, very underrated receiver. I think that rapport with him and Phillip Rivers continues. Again, I trust Phillip Rivers in the regular season. Not so much in the postseason. So I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers to win the division, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And Mike, I'm going to leave this to you. Oakland. Yes, they're on hard knocks this year. That's right. So what's 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 their ceiling this year? And also when you're
2: looking at the FC West. I see Oakland being around the middle of a pack team, like somewhere floating around that eight and eight record or possibly seven and nine, or maybe even if they if they um handle business, possibly a nine and seven record. But somewhere around that line, I don't really see them making huge, huge noise to the point where they win a division. But they're very, they're going to be a very respectable, respectable team because they've been very competitive over the years. They just haven't been able to, you know, put put everything together. But I, I see them being very competitive and winning some games, and they might even sneak, sneak up and beat some teams that they shouldn't have. But um, as far as winning this division, I got a, I got a surprise for you, um, for you, Sebi. I'm um. I'm going to win this division. I'm going to shock a lot of. I'm going to shock America on this. one. I'm going with the Denver Broncos.
1: Wow,
0: the I'm Denver, the Denver Broncos.
2: Broncos. I'm going with the Broncos to win this division. This is this is where, this is where I think about it. Joe Flacco can still play. Joe Flacco still has a lot left in him. I think he's, and I think you know Joe. I've always been so critical on Joe Flacco because it seems like in the regular season. He is, it's almost like he doesn't care. And in the postseason, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, 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 it's so weird with him sometimes, but I think he's motivated. Uh, the fact that he lost his job to Lamar Jackson last year, the fact that he got benched midseason and for his job and the success that they had, he got to sit there and watch that. I think that motivation is going to carry over into Denver, and he's going to have a great season. He, he still has Emmanuel Sanders as one of his weapons. He has other, other key weapons on the outside. He still has Phillip Lindsay in the backfield. Who had a great rookie year last season? Obviously, this defense is ferocious with a Bob Miller, Bradley Chubb, and and those guys on the front line. Shane Ray uh, Wolf, and then you have um, Bradley Robian, and my man Chris Harris Jr. One of the best, most slept he's on special, the back Mike. The he's still he's still with the team, and you have young safeties in the back in the, in the backfield. But this team. I think this team is going to be a very sneaky team. I think this team is going to surprise a lot of a lot of players, and I think it's going to come down. I think it's going to come down to them in Los Angeles, because you got to remember. Yes, Los Angeles has always been a top team in this division. Has always, you know, made noise and it looks very competitive on paper. But I don't care how good they looked on paper. For some reason, the Denver Broncos have always had their number. Always, they've always been right there with them, and they've always had a, had a chance to knock them off. If not knocking them off once or twice in the season, they're just that's just one team that the Los Angeles are well with, and I think the Denver Broncos can win enough games outside of their division to help offset what they do in the division. I'm going with the Denver Broncos to surprise a lot of people and make some noise in these playoffs. Wow, uh, you're
1: you're having a lot of trust on John Elway and Flacco to perhaps have yeah. a bounce back here, uh getting traded from the Baltimore Ravens there. Because of the Lamar Jackson era in Baltimore, but you know, Mike, I I, I I'm gonna say this: I I do love their defense. Uh, Bradley uh, Bradley Chubb and and Von Miller, we know how great he is. I, I think he's already yeah. had a Hall of Famer Hall of Fame career uh, thus far. Sure. Um, right now, and, and 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 I I like the pick. I, I like the pick. I can't blame you there. But there's a lot of question marks to me. Uh, Demary um, so who is gonna be that guy that uh, Flacco throws to? Emmanuel Sanders is great, but he doesn't play anymore. Um, are they gonna be a run first with Philip Lindsay? So there's a lot of question marks to me as in terms of the offense of 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 the Denver Broncos. But there's no doubt, Mike. You know their defense is stout. They're elite, and, and, and they're gonna yeah. that's gonna keep them in ball games. So there is absolutely no doubt of Broncos defensively. I expect them to be in that top, top tier, top enchalant team of being excellent on defense, and that's what's going to keep them on ball games. Yeah, but on, on offense, you know, there's something with Flacco, and 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 I just don't know what what this team is going to be offensively because there's, uh, you know, who's going to play tight end, uh, who's going to replace Demarius Thomas? Are they going to be a run first team? So a lot of question marks to me. And what's your what's
2: your uh, thoughts about that? You're absolutely right about that. I had, there are some question marks about the, about about the, off them offensively, and you know who will be that second wide receiver to 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 to, to clear some space and to, to get defenders away from Emmanuel Sanders and not put as much pressure on him. You're absolutely right about that. But one thing I will say to you was this: this team has had that champion. They have that championship grit. They have a championship mentality. And I know for a fact they're coming in here hungry because they hear all this noise that all oh, the charges and the Kansas City Chiefs are the the faces of this division, and we're just on the outside looking in. It's something about a motivated team that gets overlooked, where they might go into a game and they might sneak up and beat teams that they have no business beating. And, and like like I said, when it comes to their the division, they they pretty much have a they, they they pretty much know mentally in the back of their mind that they can they can compete and beat any team in this division because they've done it for years and years to come and years in the past. I really feel like this this never bottle can surprise the folks and surprise the world and possibly win the division. I'm going with the the Broncos
1: himself as well. He's for Broncos to shock the world and shock everybody in the AFC West, followed by the Los Angeles Chargers, who were my division winners. And that's our picks for the American Football Conference in the AFC. It's been great from NBA free agency to the NFL. As the NBA season winds down and we look ahead all the and potentially November until it restarts. There's still a lot of narratives and storylines to reveal itself. Michael. Yeah. So long from now, from a very hot and steamy night on WNSC Radio. You've missed some of our recordings or some of our episodes, have no fear. The SEBI Podcast Experience is still here. You can check us out at our website at sebipodcast.info. Again, that is sebipodcast.info for any of our audio segments on Spotify and iTunes and some of our streaming visuals on our YouTube website and links there. At SebiPodcast.info, some cool merch. If you want to DM us and send us all of your email requests, we'll be sure to get them here on the Sebi Podcast Experience. And remember, folks, whether you're listening on air or viewing online, Sebi Podcast is wherever you go. And that is the slogan.